This is Stephen Dominguez from the Science Faction Podcast, and you're listening to the BS Podcast Network. Enjoy. Hey man, it's me, Kevin Smith, and I would not be the filmmaker I am today, barely respected with no hits to my name, were it not for the wonderful world of Disney. We all love Disney, man. Whether it's the movies, the parks, the Marvel movies, what have you, man. Disney is in our DNA. And you know whose DNA it's really in? The Magic Our Way podcast with Kevin, Danny, Eli, and Lee. You want to go Disney hard? Never Disney soft. That's the show for you. Magic Our Way podcast, ladies and gentlemen. It's all the Disney. You looking for a little D or the big D? Magic Our Way's got it for you. Jumbo, everyone. Harambe. And welcome to another edition of... The Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. Magic Our Way. The Magic Our Way podcast. They are truly magical and whatnot. Asante, son, everyone. You're listening to the Magic Our Way podcast from New Orleans, Louisiana. In the United States of America, we are artistic buffs talking about Disney stuff. And this is a show in which every opinion is welcome. Oh, magicourway.com is where you can find us? Oh, the first of the year and I forgot our website. Well, okay. I know. It's been a year since we last recorded. And so. you're Kevin. And I'm Kevin. And I'm Danny. Oh, you're Danny. <laughs> yes. Hey. Nice to meet you. Hey, look, guys. Look, for this episode, <laughs> we are discussing Disney Pixar's latest offering, Soul. Again, my name is Kevin, <laughs> and I'm Danny. And on this show, just to reiterate, and uh, and on this show, we follow the Disney concept of edutainment, where we focus on your entertainment, and along the way, you just might learn a thing or two. Hey, hey, hey! And as always, to join in our discussion, we have a resident comic genius from IvoryComics.com, Mr. Eli Ivory. Happy New Year, sir! Happy New Year to you guys too. So you're Kevin, and you're Danny, right? Just yeah. So I, yes, and I'm Kevin, and he is Danny. He's Danny, right? And okay. you are Eli. I, I am Eli. Mm-hmm. All right. I just wanted to make sure because yeah. New Year's was uh, pretty wild, so I just want to get my memory back too. So. I know some of those cells and stuff were missing from my soul. A few crazy. died, yeah. a few died, but it was a good battle. Was a good battle. Yeah. Even, even when you get close to 400 shows, you still need name tags. Yeah, that's right. You do. Yes. Hello, my name is. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of name tags, joining us is our resident travel agent from Magical Moments Vacations, the Shaggy TA. Hello, my name is Lee Lastavica. How you doing, Lee? Hi, I'm Lee, and you're an alcoholic. alcoholic. <laughs> And knowing's half the battle. How you guys doing, man? How's the New Year treating you? <laughs> what did he say? Hi, I'm Lee, and what? I think he just I'm a dizaholic. Oh, you're oh, a dizaholic. Oh, dizaholic. I'm glad you clarified the D. Happy New Year, sir. <laughs> How's it going over there, guys? Uh, you know, cocks being a cock. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Bad time. Bad time. But it's all good. We prevail, and uh, we got a backup, and we're, we're rolling. We're rolling this first new uh, show of the new year. And just to reiterate what I said on the last show, Happy New Year to all the weekends and all the new listeners and all the old listeners and all the listeners that came back. Mm. All y'all people out there, Happy New Year. Welcome to 2021. Did y'all make any New Year's resolutions? Uh, I said I would try to be a little more positive. I don't know how well that'll carry through, but that's that's what well, I told That's already myself. being pessimistic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm positive about it. You're it's, uh, positive was, that yes. you're not probably going to do that. Right? But I'm going to smile as I say it oh, and, okay. and do it. There you go. 
What about you, Kev? I didn't really make any uh, resolutions, but just to continue what I've been doing, which I kind of started before holidays, just kind of working on myself, Mm -hmm. you know, as far as like, you know, weight loss and then just getting in shape and just um, working career kind of stuff, what I want to do and all that kind of business. All right. That's good. Thinking about me. That's that's what I'm going to continue doing. That's That's right. right. You focus on you. I I hear that. Dallas got the three kids. You you work on you. I work. I do me. (laughs) Yeah. I do all of me. That's (laughs) right. Because if you don't love you, who else going to love you? Just me. See how that <laughs> put that positive spin on it. You're Kevin. Like, put, oh, I, I, me? I thought it was yeah. Danny. Oh, oh, well, you can love Danny. Oh, I can love. Oh, well, that's good. What about you? <laughs> that's a little Danny? strange. A little, you know, what was my New Year's resolution? Or did you make one? Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, we talked about general resolutions, and I think we're going to do more family game nights. Oh, there you go. nice. Because we've been. No, used to do that. Yeah, we we did, and we we've been accumulating a bunch of games. But as we get older, we just. It's like, oh, these are too many instructions to read, and we just we know how to play this better, and you know, so it's like we're gonna we're gonna try and do a family game night thing where we start trying to you know learn how to play some of these strategy games that we have here that we haven't opened yet. You got a big ass stack. Right? I know. When I'm looking at that. You, you see it. It, it. There's the escape games. Oh and, yeah, the escape games. Yeah. Just, yeah, the Jungle yeah. Cruise game, the Haunted Mansion. I've been wanting to try the Jungle Cruise game. Haven't even tried yeah. any of those yet. A villainous. It's another oh, one. You, you got yeah. good things about. But uh, so I, yeah, I didn't even. I saw. I was looking at that stack. I didn't even notice that stack. Oh, there's yeah, there's more stack. Damn, you got a pair of stacks. Mm-hmm. You nice. like games R us open here? Totally stuff. stacked. Hey Lee, what about you, man? Any resolutions from the Beard Land, Beard Man? Uh, I'm not going to say resolutions. I've already decided that if and when we get through COVID, that the beard will go. Really? So that will be the, that will be the big thing that we'll be looking forward to this year is COVID's gone. The beard is gone. We're going to start fresh and, and, and do it that. But until then, it's still growing. And I'm still showing. <laughs> <laughs> so now when you say you're going to start fresh uh, after you shave the beard, does that mean you're just going to grow the beard right back? No, no, no. I mean, I'll have a, a, a fresh look. Oh, no, that fresh cut. No more shaggy TA. Oh, no. No more shaggy TA. That's one of your tag lies. I'll be the dapper TA. Oh, the dapper, oh, the TA. dapper TA. You have a little bow tie and stuff. Well, if you let it grow any longer, you'll be yeah. the nappy TA. Give <laughs> <laughs> me some good lockers going. The yeah. nappy dugout TA. <laughs> well, you guys, you know, I did make a podcast resolution. Oh, okay. And I am determined to get us a live streaming video feed so people can see our face while we make this magic. Oh, we're sorry. And uh, <laughs> Wait, don't you want to keep fans? <laughs> uh, I don't know. When my workout, I might attract fans. All right. Yeah. Right on. Okay. Did, all. did Lee know about this and that's why the beard's going? Well, he's just going to hold up his beard to cover his face. Oh, right? like, he's like the <laughs> cousin <laughs> it of yeah, the Magic the cousin it. Got it. And he might part the curtains every now and then to talk. <laughs> I think. Like Captain Caveman. So yeah. <laughs> just fur everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it actually did sign us up for a Twitch account. I don't know what to do with it yet. But uh, I, I'm tapping into the young folk of the Malikan universe to help me out with this. Isn't Twitch like when you play a video game and you comment on the video game you're playing so people see that? Yeah, but there's also uh, podcasters on there, too, I discovered. Okay. So they'll live stream the recordings and, they'll you know, depending on the number of viewers, you can make money off of that, too. Kind of like YouTube. So I'm like, money? Uh, I was gonna say I play oh. a mean Spider Man. They want to record oh, that, while, you know. You yeah. want to start a gaming channel? That's what we all. You and Austin, you could so you could do it. He still owes me a wrestling game. I think. Oh, Austin, you heard that? Happy New Year! <laughs> Happy New Year! Well, guys, look. 
for today's show, as I stated at the top of the show, we are discussing the latest Disney Pixar offering, Soul, which was released to Disney Plus on Christmas Day 2020. So y'all enough of my jibber-jabber, or our jibber-jabber, or Kevin's jibber-jabber. What the hell name I am? I don't know. You're Kevin. I'm Kevin. Yes. All right, good. You don't know much, but you know you're Kevin. And that's all you need to know. And I know I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that's all it needs to be. And with that, guys, let's go discuss some soul magic. Yeah. Soul train. Mohicans, ladies and gentlemen, here we are on the hub, the main topic segment of our show. And for today, we are discussing Soul, which I said is the latest Disney, 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 Disney Pixar offering release on Christmas Day 2020. Disney, they should make Disney. I like that now. <laughs> Disney. 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 <laughs> well, anyway, guys, look, it was directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers, and it was written by Pete Doctor, Kemp Powers, and Mike Jones. The movie features a star-studded cast of voices such as Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey in the lead roles. Along with Donnell Rawlings, Questlove, Angela Bassett, David Diggs, and a favorite of this show, Mrs. Huxtable, Dr. Marsh herself, Felicia Rashad. And you mean this isn't the one with Snoop Dogg flying the plane with Kevin Hart? It should be. Oh, yeah. I wish it was. <laughs> <laughs> Watch the wrong movie. Oh, well. <laughs> I'll wing it. Why don't y'all look? Nice pun. I like that. <laughs> Well, anyway, guys, look, it's been at least a couple of weeks since this movie has been released, which should be enough time for you all to have seen it. In case you haven't, we will start, as always, with a quick non-spoiler discussion, but then quickly transition into a spoiler-filled discussion of magnitude. And we'll be sure to give you ample opportunity to hit pause before we jump right into it. Guys, so let's begin our non-spoiler portion of the show with our feelings of this movie as a whole. Who would like to begin? I just wanted to start since... uh I know that you guys are all in the room together and I cannot see you and I can barely hear you because we're having all these internet connections. So let me just throw my little two cents in and let you guys chat it out. But I had like a little smart ass comment to say, you know, this was the best Pixar movie of 2020. But then I remember they actually had onward uh, released this year too. So, um, you know, my thing with this, the whole thing with this movie was that one, I watched it one time and I immediately wanted to watch it again but not so much because I was so entertained, but because I felt like I just didn't quite understand it. I didn't quite get it. Like I understood the message, but maybe I missed something. I just felt like I, I felt like I missed something. Mm-hmm. So I said, man, I really want to watch this show, watch it again. And then after watching it, I'm still not sure that I get it. <laughs> you know, I've watched it twice now and I'm still kind of a little befuddled by this. Movie. I'm not sure what to think about it. I was entertained. I enjoyed it. But it also didn't resonate with me as something like, man, I, would, I could watch that a hundred times again. You know, like some movies, you, you walk out of the movie or you finish watching it and you're like, oh man, I can't wait to watch that again. Or you walk out of the movie theater and you're like, I can't wait till that comes out on DVD or on streaming so I can watch it again. But I didn't get that vibe with this one. I don't know why. And I, I, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy it. I just, I wasn't overwhelmed by it like, a, like I normally am with, the, with a really good Pixar movie. All right. So like on a scale of one to 10, Lee, what would you give it then? Yeah, so like I'd probably say like a six or a seven. You know, okay. and it's not a bad movie at all. It's not a Cars two. Um, Sorry, you know, Austin. It's not on that <laughs> level, but it's, congrats on know. the fantasy football win. That's right, Austin. Congrats <laughs> on your Cars two fantasy football. Yeah, it's the only thing that's winning. <laughs> but oh, good lord. 
But you know what I'm saying? Like, it just it, it's definitely not top ten Pixar movies. It's it's going to be in the lower middle for me overall rankings. Okay, and now, and what's the likelihood that you would watch it again, say, in a month, two months? I'd say probably zero, okay. to be honest. Um, I think I've seen it twice. Um, I don't really feel an overwhelming need to see it again, mm-hmm. unless someone, you know, I might change my mind by the end of this show. But at this point, I don't really have any intention of seeing it again. I don't know that I would, you know, purchase it on video since I, you know, can see it anytime on Disney Plus. But even without that, I don't. I, it's not one of those ones I got to own, you know, and need to have in my collection. And and would you say that you probably would have liked it less if you had to pay for it in the theater? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't, my gut says no, because I did, I was entertained. Don't get me wrong. I was entertained. Um, I just didn't, it didn't have that, that, um, those feels that I normally get from Pixar. Also, as I didn't get as much humor as I think I normally am mm-hmm. used to. So maybe I would have felt a little worse about if I'd have paid, you know, 10 bucks to see it, but. I think I'm still okay with it one way or the other. I mean, either I pay that or I pay my monthly, you know, Disney Plus bill. So I think it, I think it evens out. Okay, cool. All, All right. right, E, you wanted to go next? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, uh, I didn't really put a number to it, but I would have gave it like uh, I wanted to at least give it a B plus, but I had to give it like a B minus. Um, that I, I know we'll get into the details. I, I just think overall, if it would have been a different genre of movie than a Pixar movie, I think it would have been a completely different style and a lot more uh, headier stuff could have been explained because to me it was it was too heady and it didn't need to be that heady. Um, I, I, there were some parts in there where I identified with and that's the only saving graces for me in, in some parts. Uh, just the philosophies of life and art stuff like that because uh, I've kind of been this guy in a certain sense except for the dying part but thank goodness by the way. yeah yeah uh, but the, but the overall yeah the overall thing of it was like it kind of jumped back and forth a lot I had to watch it twice too but mainly because I fell asleep a lot on watching the movie um, <laughs> no matter what time I tried to watch it that's not a good side and I know some other people that watched it my daughter for one she fell asleep on it too and she wasn't even with me when uh she watched it. I fell asleep on it as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what If I'd have had to pay for this in the movie theater, would I have been upset? Yes, because I would have had to pay another 10 bucks to watch it to understand what happened. So, Lee, you're not alone in the what did I watch part. And there's some parts in the beginning of it that doesn't really correlate, at least to me, as to why it was in there. Uh, maybe it does for y'all, and, and hopefully it's it's better explained to me. But yeah, overall, it was some parts made sense, but a good chunk of it for what it was supposed to be came off as confusing. Okay, cool. And if you were, the, the question about if you were to watch it over next month, no, I wouldn't. You wouldn't watch it? Okay. Mm-hmm. Likelihood, I guess that's the question. Yeah. Excellent. No, I already watched it twice. Unless I need a nap, then I would <laughs> put it on. Yeah, I would do that. Cool. Right. Cool. Dang. Um, I liked it fine. Uh, obviously, I did not love it. Um, I, I, I've seen it now two and a half times, and I probably don't need to be watching it again anytime soon. I started off watching it with my daughter. She left. <laughs> she left? <laughs> she left the room. Wow. Like, a little less than midway through, she walked out of the room. Um, 
I think it's one of those movies. It it's too strong for a kid, but not strong enough for an adult. If that makes any sense, it's like you watch it and you're like, I want to see that again because there's probably some concepts that are going over my head, as you said and as Lee said, and you watch it again the second time and it's like, no, it didn't go over my head. I got it just fine. It's just it was meant to be enjoyed on that surface level. It's like so many of the things that you see when they go to the not the afterlife, but the before life. Oh, before life. Yeah. You get to see different areas that I'm not going to name because I'm sure we'll get into it. And kind of like a video game, it's kind of like you just want to, you know, you play in a video game and it's like one of those world games and you just pause it at some point in time or you just don't follow the story and you just explore. There were points there where I wanted to explore. And so when I went back and saw it again and really kind of get into it and it's like, yeah, that's about what it is. It's not mm-hmm. as intriguing. It's not as, it wasn't like being in the world of, of Onward or uh, uh, Ralph with the Internet or something like that, where there were little things like I, I'm going to look for and, and different references I wanted to catch. Um, so as much as I like the concept of the movie, it just it fell flat. I mean, it, it, there was something about it where it was funny, but it wasn't all that humorous. <laughs> you know, it, it gave you the it, it was emotional, but it didn't quite give you the feels. It was conceptual, but it wasn't mind-blowing it just seemed to fall short time and time again on on things and and not not in a catastrophic way but just in a way to make me say this is something extraordinary so i guess that's the best way i could sum it up without getting into specifics yeah yeah excellent excellent. no wait 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 d so you give it a grade a number oh god um what what, i um um c plus I Man. guess. Yeah. Okay. I give fair. it a C plus. Uh, well, I went with the number thing, uh, as we mentioned. So I'm hovering between a seven and an eight. Um, as we've m- mentioned in a lot of the movies and stuff, reviews and stuff, um, it's, it, I didn't love it. Uh, uh, and let me preface this. As a story as a whole, I didn't love it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Likelihood of me watching it in about a month depends if I'm in the mood to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm in the mood to watch a movie like that, I will. But it, there's nothing, like, it's not like Coco where it's like, I got to actually watch that. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but if it comes on TV, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know if it'd be enough to hold my attention. I can tell you, though, um, upon watching the first time, you know, the kids, my kids were have three, right? I have uh, 11 year old uh, and nine year old, uh, eight year old and a six year old. And the the three kids, first time you watched it, yeah, you know, they weren't as excited. Mm-hmm. The second time I watched it, the oldest was into it with me. And then the two younger ones were like, eh, mm-hmm. they're kind of off, still off doing their own thing. So it didn't really capture them, I felt. My house. That makes um, sense. If I would have watched this in the movie theater and paid money for it, um, I wouldn't have been upset, but I could tell you that the review would have been a lot different. Yeah. Because upon first viewing, the, there were a couple of things uh, that I missed. Upon second view, it was just kind of clarified, but it didn't really make it uh, any better for me. I just kind of understood it more. Um, now, I will tell you in terms of the artistry and the animation stuff, I will give it a 10. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was the first time in my life I've actually seen musicians portray an animation well. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the way she, the lady was uh, animated playing the sax and the piano and the, even the drums um, was really accurate. I want to know if they did like some kind of motion capture thing to make it even look like it's supposed to look. Pixar you know? never does motion capture. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> never. never. But I, 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 that's the only way I can see it unless they got like some freaking musician animator on the, on the payroll and they, he was just doing it all because, because it, was, it was pretty damn near accurate. I mean, that's what I would look mm-hmm. like if I was playing drums. With those exact notes, 
that oh. the guy was laying down. So I thought it was pretty cool. I'll give it to them. They did their research uh, in regards of you know what uh, music educator, especially in beginner level, works through. And looking at the, not the show notes, the credits, it looks like they did do their research uh, as far as all the heady stuff. They had some classics in there. Some yeah. classic, did some classic, like, classic style of music. If oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Really, yeah. And, and also, I'm curious if I was a psychologist or any kind of neurologist or something like that, if, um, if I would have had a different take on it, if I would have viewed this differently. Because it did look like uh, they, they did use some of those resources upon looking at the credits. They, they researched a lot of aspects like that. You know, uh, or res- mm. resources like that on a mm. psychological level. So, I enjoyed it from an artistic point of view, and talking about how it looks, how it was drawn, how everything like that drawn, quote unquote. Yeah, style. Yeah. Um, Story wise, I liked it. I-, I can't say I loved it. I would still buy it because I'm a Disney fan, right? Mm-hmm. But it's oh, on sure. Disney Plus, so it's okay. I can watch it whenever if I want to watch it. Mm-hmm. So they- it wasn't crazy over your head kind of stuff. I mean, well, like the. Well, the first, I mean, to, to be fair, the first time through watching it, it was at the end of the night on Christmas Day. And so usually what I do on holidays is I just cook and drink all day. <laughs> so by seven o'clock at night, <laughs> after having eaten a big meal, it's, it, it's pretty tough. I should have started my day with it. And just to kind of let you know what we did, I, I, I watched, I started cooking, drinking breakfast. I, I did this all day. Watched Wonder Woman 84, watched the Saints game, and then watched Soul at seven o'clock at night. So by that point, it's like, you know, it, it was kind of tough anyway to fight. I, I think whatever movie I was watching would have hurt. But that movie didn't help to keep my attention, just keep me awake. Yeah. Sure. You know, so I, I did those off a couple of times. I bring up the, the musician part because, you know, uh, of course I'm friends with a lot of musicians. And, and being the token musician on the show, and I see a lot of posts like, man, if you're a music educator, you got to watch this. And I, I, I can understand. I can relate to that. But I feel like it's not just about music education. There, there's an overall story um, that goes beyond it. It just happens to pick that particular art form. I think they could have used any art form, yes. uh, visual or performance, I agree uh, with in that. that story, and it still would have worked. It's the same kind of dynamic. Um, but it did just happen to pick a music educator, which I guess is, is great. I appreciate that. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's that's my overall take on it. Yeah, I won't go further into it because you say it's just not the spoiler part. But yeah, I can see from the education point, there were some things that I think would have helped build the Jamie Foxx character more, but it was kind of like what Danny said too, is like they would give you enough to be like here's your serving. You're not going to get full, Mm -hmm. but you get like a nice taste and don't ask for seconds. And I think if they could have delved into that part a little bit more, I don't want to get into it, I think that would have made it a more well-rounded movie because, yeah, I wanted to like the characters more than I was given the leeway to do. I can see that. Like, they rushed through it. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, we're a bunch of middle-aged men. Uh, maybe not middle-aged. We're, we're middle-aged. We're middle-aged. We're middle-aged. Yeah, sure. yeah, Let's yeah, say that. We're right there. And this movie revolves around two concepts, death and um, the midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. Two things that are pretty complex for children to understand. So I, I totally understood when my daughter checked out. Yeah. It didn't shock me. That's what I'm saying. It's too strong for a kid, not strong enough for an adult kind of thing. But I was acutely aware of it because I'm like, my God, this is like Kevin. Because Kevin was a music teacher at one point in time. And this was his whole thing to inspire students to learn and pick up instruments and play. And there are people who listen to this show right now that are former students of yours. Mm-hmm. So I was interested to hear your input on it. So I'm glad you kind of went last. 
Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think, yeah it, and it's probably a different view. And I like that you said midlife crisis. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because the thing of it is, is I, you know, I'm going to bring it. I, mean, I totally related to the music teacher aspect of it because, you know, I basically went through the same thing, if not going through it right now. But uh, th- now that you mentioned the midlife crisis thing, I was like, yeah, I'm curious to explore it too. Because if you don't have that background, mm-hmm. as far as going to that, uh, you'll relate to this in a totally different way. Sure. Which I could, yeah, absolutely. Midlife yeah. crisis, when you mentioned that, it started clicking, uh, calculating my head. I'm like, yeah, that, if based on the information that they only gave you, that definitely seems like a very plausible thing. Sure. And, and, and that's where I guess where my disappointment in this lies is that because, and I don't think this is giving any spoilers away, but this is where my disappointment with the movie more lies than anything else. As a, as a person who is more likely to sympathize with what this guy is going through, uh, all of us really, I came away from that movie not feeling like I learned anything new that I haven't learned from any of the typical Pixar, the journey is more important than the destination kind of mm-hmm. message films, which has kind of become standard. It's a, a familiar, it's like the Pixar proverb, you know? It, it's something that they kind of repeat many, many, many times over the course of their films. And when I saw the way this one played out, I wasn't as big of a fan of the way they did it. I, I, I didn't think they did it near as well they, as they've done it in other films so i was a little bit disappointed by um by how it worked out you know i I get every pixar film's got to go through this where whatever the character's motivation was that's secondary to what they learned during the journey Mm -hmm. it's it's we saw it in onward we saw it in cars you see it over and over and over again it just didn't play as well in this movie did it bring anybody to tears no uh i cried because i woke up he cried because you woke up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, someone asked me that, like, is you know, are they gonna? Is it too emotional? I said, no. It's this is the least emotional Pixar movie there is out there. Like, there was no chopping onions whatsoever. Maybe a slight little bitty bit at the end, but you know that's typical. You know, Disney movies they should affect you somewhat emotionally anywhere. But uh, this is definitely the least chopping of onions of any Pixar movie there is. Yeah. And I think we can maybe probably skirt around this a little bit and discuss this in the, in the spoiler free section without really saying too much. Sure. But how much of that do you put on the Jamie Foxx lead character? And how much of that do you put on the sidekick character? As far as making you cry? No, as far as not delivering on really giving you the feels as though like, cause there were moments in the movie where like, Oh, I identify with that. Yes. But, and so it's like I said, it, it was emotional without giving you the feels. Uh, um, it's like Pixar light. I don't know how else to put well, it. It's just, they, it, it, it's, yeah, because it was crazy. As, like you say, you can't spoil it. But there's parts of the movie where they, they can't really allow you to empathize with any one of them because it's a very specific thing that happens where the situation is, is that you want to feel for the Tita Fate, can I say that? Like the Tita Fate yeah, yeah, character. Right, yeah, I mentioned that. She's yeah. in the show. Yes. So you want to feel for the Tita Fate character because of what they are going through. But really, it's kind of like they're so snarky that I just was like, yeah, whatever. Like you're just like a, a spoiled brat and you're just, yeah. you know, you're just, well, whatever I feel, I'm just going to react. But you have an impact on Jamie Foxx to where, yeah, I can't feel sorry for you because of how J.B. Fox is, is tied into it. Like, let, it let me just it really say, tough. let me say this in a shorter way. <laughs> oh, I'm done. No, 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 no. The Tina Fey character was weak. 
Yeah, that's very accurate. That's just my takeaway. She was no Dory. And she needed to be a Dory to carry the attention of children. And she needed to be a Dory to make you care about when, as you put it, she messed over the Jamie Foxx character at one point in time. You needed to like her and like what she brought and, and buy into some sense of childhood innocence. And they just did not give you a much to like about this character. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's approaching it as middle-aged men. Um, that's possible. Yes, because I thought that the character's name related to the age of my <laughs> daughter and, you know, the, the people she surrounds herself with, to which I have no sympathy for them. So uh, <laughs> totally get that. All right, well, let's get into Spoilerfoot, guys. We're transitioning over to the Spoilerfoot sure. part of this show. It's going to be full of spoilers. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Oil in your spoiler. Keep <laughs> your you. gri- car on the road. Spoiler. Yes. All those kind of spoilers, grip guys. Them, We're grip transitioning. Them. Grip it tight. Grip it tight. Uh, there are a bunch of spoilers coming, you know, so if you don't want to hear it, make sure that you hit pause, go watch the movie, and then come back and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, because I'm about to get into it right now. Look, guys, because of the actions of Joe, he gets a second shot at life. That's the best I could do as far as spoiler free. But <laughs> I don't know what else to, to, I'm not going to divulge that one. But yeah, he he doesn't just die, but he gets a second shot at life. Very lucky man. Yeah, yeah. But what a I feel as an artist, this is where I, I wanted to go. It's like I wanted to empathize with it. And my daughter actually pull up a picture she's like that's you if you were animated i'm like i don't even wear a hat but okay i get it joe uh, yeah brother with glasses totally get it Nah, so. it was more of a floyd norman thing if you <laughs> ask me <laughs> I'm about to say, you're more built than joe was I, that's that's why i have you know that's why i have no you know? sympathy for the 22 year old because they don't know they it's don't more know. like uh are like you a, contemplating legal action right now <laughs> <laughs> now i took that as a tribute to floyd norman didn't you yeah i think so okay no that's fair no that's fair i'm not yeah, okay. I mean, I didn't buy the style of it, but um, yeah. So like, Joe is like you say, he's a he's a music. I just said he's an art teacher, and he's just like in his own spot. He gets a shot to do something that he's always wanted to do, which I empathize with that. But then it's like what he's set to do, like this concert, he gets to play with the lady and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's like how I say this. It's not like she's super world famous or she was. The character that, or the quartet is built to be super world famous. It's not like they're playing in Carnegie Hall. You know what I mean? It's like, even then for his goal, I felt that they didn't give it the impact that it needed. Well, but I mean, it's a fictional world. I mean, but Dorothy, she, go ahead, Lee. Uh, I was saying, she is someone somewhat famous. She's yeah. a legend in, in those circles. Because if you remember in the class and he looked up the picture, she was in one of those pictures. So yes. she's somebody that, um, is known in the jazz circles. Now, is you know, you could say the same thing for probably most jazz musicians, to be honest with you. There aren't that many that are super famous. But I think if you're a jazz, and I'm not a huge jazz fan, I don't know who's who, but, you know, I think that that genre of music lends itself to not being as many world-famous uh, celebrities in the jazz scene, if that makes sense. That makes um, sense. But she's definitely someone that he knew who she was, and he looked up to her, and... You know, he had a picture of her on the wall, so that would be a big deal for him to to be able to play with her. 
Yeah, I guess so, but... Um, I mean, it's a fictional world, It's so you don't know how famous she is or isn't. But that's the thing. You don't know. You're supposed to at least feel like this well, is the culmination of what this guy is able to do. Right, but they did a good job of getting her over as the end-all, be-all of his career. I never, at one point in time, I had many critiques, many thoughts, many problems with the film, but I never at any point in time said, yeah, I don't buy that she's famous enough for him to play with to really realize his dream. I, I bought... His motivation, I mean, you could see it, you could feel it. He wanted to get back. That was, this is my big shot. This is the one break. This is Dorothea Williams. I got to do this. Yeah, even the barber knew who she was. Yeah. The barber was like, oh, what? Yeah, you're going to play with her? That's amazing. And as an educator, he was offered a full-time job from being part-time. And he was he hesitant to take that because mm-hmm. he really wanted to be a performing musician. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, so I guess on that level, I, I completely sympathize it. Me, I assume this was taking place in New York of some sort, right? Yeah. Or a New York-like place. Definitely where New York, yeah. It was definitely New York. Uh, the the guy in the subway had a New York Knicks cap on, the one that was playing for tips. He had a New York Knicks oh, okay. cap on. Okay. That's yeah. right, and they cursed the Knicks. Remember the guy tried to Oh, dunk? that's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he keeps messing with that team for how many years? Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> that was funny. That, that, was, was, funny. that was funny. But yeah, no, it's I, cute. <laughs> it's, knowing that it's New York, uh, musicians of that caliber, especially in the jazz circles and stuff or the musician world, are pretty much a dime a dozen, right? Um, but musicians that are no names that want to get into that world are probably even more so a dime a dozen. I don't even know. What would be, I mean, there's a ton of them. Yeah. Everybody up there looking for their big break, looking for that big gig. You know, uh, I was in that boat at some point when I was younger, at least down here in a much smaller market. But it's it, it, you're always looking, hoping to get that big gig that's going to break you. And, you know, music education is considered like a backup to your performing plans. Yes. Yeah, so which yeah. a lot of people will do. I mean... I, when I was teaching college, I'll be honest. I used to tell my uh, my, my students, "It's like, why are you, why are you studying music?" And it's like, "Yeah, I want to be a performer." It's like, you don't need a degree to perform. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. It's you. You get a bachelor's of music, and you think somebody's just going to hand you a gig? No. Yeah. What do you think you got to do? Play? He's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you can. I mean, it's good that you come to university for lessons, but you could probably pay cheaper somewhere else with somebody one on one to get. Cheaper lessons. Yeah. yeah. You know? And that's the same thing being a, a visual artist. And that's where I came at it from. So I, I forgive me about right. the you know, the the thing with getting in the club. But yeah, it's the, it's the same thing. You like here, just show him art and like, yeah, don't you want like I felt for him he was like, Hey, he's playing the piano for all the kids and mm-hmm. you know, and he was like, Man, this is what gets you inspired and I like that part of it. Like And they, she, he was shot down by that one girl's like, I'm only twelve. Yeah, exactly. You they're know, not, that was thinking of that. It's yeah. like no kids don't care. They don't care. Uh you know, and and I get that even being a, a visual artist, it's, it's like you want to live your dream, but you got to live to eat. And and that's why I said you probably could use any kind of visual performing art as part of this to use as, as a thing for your story because that wasn't the overall story was about the music educator. Yeah, it's about that you know living your best life. I don't know if that's even the message or whatever. Yeah, I hate that living your best life term. I hate that. <laughs> yeah, I can't stand it either. I've got one really major flaw with this movie really goes off the rails for me and takes it from being like around a B into into C territory. I can get into that now or I can let y'all talk about other things. No, go, into it, no, it. go into it. You got it. You got it. I mean, this is really the main flaw that this movie has for me as far as I'm concerned because I was drawn in by, the, the again, the world of the before life. Not the afterlife, the before life, where you could see this, that, and the other. And the, that plane. weird before life, you mean 
that before he died. Yeah, I see the really existential good. plane, right? But before life, where they're canning out personalities. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you've that Jerry and two D uh, yeah. figure. You got okay. that ocean of sand, and you're yeah. in the zone, and the zone is a place for lost souls and souls that are achieving, and then these souls can cross over from plane to plane, and it's it's really. It, it's very fascinating. Again, it's something that kind of hooks you when you watch it the first time, and then in subsequent viewings, you realize, okay, it's kind of a one-trick pony kind of thing. It's not as deep as all that. They also had, like, the Hall of Everything and the Hall of You, and you put your hand in the Hall of You, and the Hall of You is where this movie freaking fell apart for me mm. because Joe is insp- I'm a mentor now. I'm going to mentor the soul. I'm mm. going to put my hand on this thing right here, and I'm going to give her the spark she needs because when she sees how I've lived my life and how much jazz is meant to me and everything like that, she is going to feel wonderful, and she's going to want to, boom, she'll get that earth pass. I'll take it, and I'll go on down. And he puts his hand there, and what do they show? They show him sweeping up. They show him doing laundry. <laughs> There's a monument to him doing laundry. In fact. <laughs> That's right. There's a statue of this man sitting there with his chin in his hand doing laundry they show him eating alone they show a very lonely depressingly and he's looking around like wait this isn't this isn't how i remember this and they're showing him getting just rejection after rejection after rejection even 22 is like really this is what you want to show me and he's like man my life has been meaningless the dude didn't think his life was meaningless until he went into the hall of you and so now that makes the action that he needs to take even more important because now he's trying to redeem his life because he's wasted it. And so now it makes it even more important. He's got to get back to earth. He's got to do this. And then what does the movie do at the end? The typical Pixar, well, it wasn't about whether or not you achieved your goals. It was how you lived your life. And then at the very end, what do they show? As he's sitting there playing the piano and he's going into his own, he's now he's, oh, he's thinking of his dad and him his dad teaching him music and he's thinking about time with his mom and standing on the beach and watching fireworks and all these things and it's like oh it's not whether or not you got to live your dream is what how you lived in between the moments of your life that was what was important and it's like if you want me to accept that <laughs> that's fine then why the hell did you have to depress us <laughs> no, right? and really made us think that this guy had a shitty life I mean, they beat you over the head with that at the beginning. Pretty big, yeah. There was no way that that dude, none of us walked away from that thinking that guy had good moments. So the Hall of You manipulated him. (laughs) If if this is what we're going with, is what they're saying is true, no, his life wasn't wasted, then the Hall of Life manipulated him into thinking that he had a shitty life. Damn, that's deep, yeah. And because uh, he was that doctor before, whatever he was posing as, and that dude was like had Nobel Peace Prize and stuff. They, what they say, brother musicians ain't got no life. Nah, dude, I'm, I'm sinking. I'm losing my positivity for the beginning of the year. They start off the movie with playing it when you wish upon a star, and the kids that he is teaching are all playing it, and they're just playing it terribly. It's great. Great. I loved it. Yeah, yeah I'd actually, I thought that was hilarious. I thought it was so perfect. And when the, when you find out he's a, a school uh, band teacher then it makes total sense you know it's like oh here he is with all these kids that don't know how to play the tunes and they're all off and the the beat is off and everything i just i thought it was a perfect way to open the movie sucking up m&ms and shooting iphones out the other kids instruments <laughs> they just beat you over the head with this guy just he, yeah he doesn't maybe once every five years he inspires a student maybe once one student goes on and then they do better than what he did or something like that but they paint the picture of such a depressing existence I give you I give you that and, and, and a plus one because really um, I didn't even think about that I mean to, not to that level of, of him being depressed I remember he was watching TV but like before that I kind of had him pictured as being a real selfish person 
because how he wanted to go ahead and, you know, get the earth pass and all of that stuff. So he could just like, remember they had that little scene. He just hurry up, runs back, plays the music and he comes out. And everybody's like throwing roses at him or whatever. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, he's he's all about him. And uh, it, they do add different uh, conflicts with that character where it's hard to kind of get a consistent beat to where you can feel for him. Uh, if if mm-hmm. you could, you know, uh, take that. If anything, they like they make you hate the women in his life, don't they? What? Oh, besides his mom, his mom. Who I'm, was Lisa? Like I thought they was gonna show Lisa. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like at at the at some point there, you're like, you know, they got it. He's got to go back to Earth because you've already painted the picture of him just being this miserable, depressed person. You can show us all the little happy moments of him staying on the beach, but that is not enough to go in the great beyond thinking that you succeeded when your monument is you doing laundry. Yes. You can't show us that. So you knew he had to go back, and I was at least hoping because the movie ends abruptly. It's like, hey, you're going back. Uh, and I'm like, okay, we're going to yeah. get a montage. He's doing great. He's playing with Dorothea. He's inspiring kids. He's met with Lisa. But he's, yeah, he got babies. No. He's, he's doing all kinds of stuff. Over. Movie over. I And that was what I said earlier. Yeah. And the spoiler free part, that's what made me like made it lose points because, yeah, he didn't get to redeem anything. No. Everything, like any basic movie, starts off where you're the loser. And mm-hmm. then at the end of it, you've done something where everybody admires you and everybody's like, yeah, like even uh, 22. Like, you know, like, I don't know what happened to 22. I don't really care, but I'm just saying I, I don't either. Right? Like they don't they don't yeah. do anything where you start the path with if you want would you call it a hero's journey? I don't know. I mean that's uh, the lack of a better word. There's no redemption at the end for it. like who the hell ends a movie where the guy just walks out he just walks out the door and just smiles like you don't even get a sunset. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't get no sunset in Brooklyn or nothing. Like brother can't walk out in the street, meet Lisa out there and something like ah. Oh, I almost died, but now I'm living life, girl. Let's have a baby. Yeah, it's like walk out, mm-hmm. black soul. That's <laughs> it. it. Green credits. Right. And I'm like, what? Like, that's uh, it? Well, you're right. It was only an hour, 40-something minute movie. They could have given you a five-minute montage. Or would, of, it, would, it, would mm-hmm. you been okay with it if they did it during the credits instead of having those stupid sure. sort of soul kids? Yes, Fine. absolutely. Good. Like, that after, great. in between credits thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, how did you always do that? I thought that would have been great. To, yeah, I, I, I stayed I stay throughout the whole credits because I figured there was going to be something coming along. But no, yeah. once once the time... Then I started fast-forwarding through it. It's like, yeah, there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. When, that, when something came up, were you disappointed like I was? Oh, at the yeah. end? Yeah. The very, very end? Yeah, your yeah. boy's like, hey, go home. Duh, why are you here? I was like, oh, you Ferris Bueller now? <laughs> That's what we got. Thank you. <laughs> uh, my whole thing with this movie was that it never seemed to know what kind of movie it wanted to be. Like, does it want to be a movie about, you know, the existential crisis and, you know, the meaning of life? Does it want to be a buddy movie with the straight man and the, and the crazy person? And does it want to be a Freaky Friday movie where you switch bodies or does it want to, you know, it's like, yeah, that's there was fair. Like too much going on, man. Like, like pick, pick a lane and let's tell a story from this perception and from this point of view. And you know, it's going to be, uh, you know, I would have been fine if the whole movie was just them being switched bodies or something. I would, you know, or if we had spent more time, I don't care if we spend more time in the before, uh, the before life, the life place, or if that gets totally cut out and we spend more time on earth. But, like, pick one. Yeah. There was, like, five different things going on in this movie. I was going to say, I agree with you, because it was kind of like, now, I might be dating myself really badly, so I don't know if y'all have seen any of these movies before, but it was like, if the Heavenly Kid, you ever saw this movie? It was this 80s movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Warren Beatty. 
Oh, like, I did. Well, no, that's seven could wait. Oh, my bad, my bad. But, it, but it's probably the same concept. Uh, like, you know, uh, somebody goes up to heaven or whatever, and then they say, you got to come back down and, like, help this person. But this was that in reverse. And then, like, so if you take that, you take all of me, you know, the Steve Martin movie with Lily mm-hmm. Tomlin and they yep. switch bodies. You take that, you mix it with The Fugitive, and that's what you got. That's literally what you got. And that was really, like, you talk about with him switching bodies with the with the cat, like, that was funny for like 10 minutes that I was over it. Mm-hmm. But I did like, if we're going to put a positive in here, I did like the accountant guy being like, hey, somebody's missing. And with then the like, abacus? Yeah, oh. with the abacus. And he's doing this Terry. hunt. Terry. Terry. Yeah, everyone Terry. else is Jerry. Terry. He's Terry. He's Terry. And he, and he does that. She's Terry. I think it was a she. They're he all Terry. They're all Terry. It is. Terry. It's, a female, it's a female. But it sounds like a guy, but it's a female voice. Oh, that does make you Character. hate females, did you? Yeah, somebody's going to kill you. <laughs> When they get a chance, like I and and I, so I liked that aspect of it where it was like, oh, okay, there's this impending danger, and you forget about it. Like that was cool because there's so much stuff going on. Like when he came out the barbershop, which is a favorite scene of mine. Mm-hmm. But the but the accountant hits that one guy who's not him, and yeah, and he digs. That was scary. Like that was like a power where you're like, damn, like he just. Boom, he's just out. He's just dead. It's all black and stuff. And the dude's like, ooh, oh, she, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. I so made a mistake. <laughs> like, f- forget it's about not it. your forget. time unless you eat those processed foods. Yeah, yeah, don't eat the processed Like, that was, okay, that part freaked me out. And then, like, when he said, don't eat the processed food, I kind of got a chuckle, but I was like, yeah, okay, this person is scary. Like, now, if they had started off maybe with that some kind of way where he escaped and this and that and this thing was after him maybe I could have gotten a little more wrapped what, into it what if you saw that character later in the movie in the background reading a how to be a vegan book <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> again this is a, how poorly to me I think that the, this movie would resonate how many kids got that processed food joke you think no how, no. how many kids got the Nick's joke no how, no how many kids got the whole it's hard enough for a man to, like me to get a cab joke Right. Oh yeah. Um, the the oh soul crushing. That's for Earth. How many kids got that joke? <laughs> right. I mean, all the jokes with Copernicus. The universe doesn't revolve around you. When all the historical figures that were trying to teach, uh, twenty two. Oh yeah, Muhammad Ali. That they kept flashing back to. How many kids got those jokes? How many kids got the Tetris joke? Yeah, it's like who's the audience? Uh, that's the yeah. thing. It's like you know, I, I these jokes aren't great jokes. I'm not laugh out loud jokes. They're kind of like eh. <laughs> they keep like, it going. It's like okay, I get it. Like that. Oh, that's very heady. That's very. That's witty. That's, yeah. yeah it's like, thank you, Lee. That's Makes a me want to snap. It's do clever. Want to snap? It's like witty. Yeah. Instead of clapping, I'll snap. <laughs> but it's not funny enough to be a comedy. It didn't, the jokes just the yeah. The, it, there was humor, but it it wasn't really what it it needed to be. And when and going back to what you said about the cat and, and the, when they woke up and, and and he's in the cat's body and she's in his body. I rolled my eyes. I'm like, oh, this is not <laughs> what I want to see. I've seen this movie before. Yeah. I don't want to see where this is going. You you brought up a lot of good movies. Uh, the movie that I'm sure no one here has probably ever seen but me that I wanted to see them go with was Defending Your Life, which is the Albert Brooks movie. Hmm. Have, have anybody seen that? I've never mm. seen that. All right, t- no. Go watch no. that. That was what this movie should have been. It was about a guy who died and was stuck in this way station of life. And basically, in order to move on to the great beyond or to go back, be sent back down to earth, you had to defend your life. 
and it was all, it was like a trial. Your soul was put on trial. And meanwhile, in the midst of being on trial, you would go around and you'd experience all the different things in this heavenly waste. They call it like a waste station of life kind of thing. It wasn't, I can't say heavenly. Kind of like what they said in, the, in this movie. Yeah. That, that's it exactly. Like and I'm like, station, yeah. oh man, it's such a defending. And I love that movie. It's a really uh, clever movie. And it's Albert Brooks and Meryl Streep. It's a good movie. Go, go catch up. But that's what I was hoping to see. I wanted to stay there. I wanted to stay in that otherworldly plane. And if we had to visit down below we would visit it in different levels kind of like what they did in that movie through flashbacks or through scenes where they would actually examine the life yeah uh, I, I wanted to see more of that but you know to have to do it through the whole uh, familiar trope of the, the the people switching the bodies and stuff like that then there was that scene where again i don't even know if kids would catch this where he has he holds the cat up to put the push the elevator button and he sees the cat's soul <laughs> yeah. he kind of makes a face and i'm like well, i'm wondering are kids catching what? Why he's making a face right there? Oh, and, my uh, kids did. Oh, good. Uh, we, yeah, cause, well, because you're kids. Yes, yeah. yes, they're my kids. They got yes. cats, over and we there. have a cat who shows us a lot. You right. know what? That oh, that okay. So really quick, that that afterlife world. They, Which part? See, the okay, great beyond not, or the existential plane, the great before. Well, you never saw the great beyond. The great beyond was just like an uh, it was light. Yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. It was one yeah. of those Jetsons, the big uh, giant bug zapper. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, not the great beyond. Not before life. The the one where they would have to the astral go. plane. Is it? Yeah, where they would go on the boat and then like they had the people yeah. oh, in that, the zone. Yeah. yeah, that was the zone. Okay, the so, zone or the the people that are obsessed with one thing. I was okay, so I that's my personal favorite world because yes. I, as an artist, would understand what it's like to kind of be in that zone, in that weird spot where you're working on whatever you're really focused and nothing else everything else mm-hmm. is oblivious around you so i thought that was cool and yeah. go a little further and you it turns into obsession yes yeah. absolutely I, I thought that was brilliant yeah, I yes that was brilliant too. i i agree that with was that. when i fell in love and i'm like oh man i can't wait to see what they're gonna do next and it was all downhill after that's that. e- yeah. it's that's exactly what i was going with and and at first um because i liked the world i accepted the fact that it was basically a cheat like, mm-hmm. I mean, because, right, because you, you got That's a good point. the afterlife, it is before life. They have their rules strictly. It's how it is. This weird world where you're basically, it's almost like the world you can only touch if you're like, you have a hobby that you really, really like. Right. You can get away with, just cut a hole in the sand and then boom, get your, you know, your chance to get back to earth. So it was like this coup de grace cheat, but it was a cool little, you know, little world that they had. And uh, I didn't get all of the, you know, once it got to hear the dark souls and then they do this. And I was like, okay, now you got too many rules and like, just stick with earth. Like once you're on earth, just, I don't well, know. like your trip, the trippy hippie dude that could go between both. The side spinner guy. Yeah. 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 He looked like Burger King somebody didn't he burger king <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh like the king yeah, yeah, yeah you're the, right the thing, yeah not thinner though very thinner yeah, yeah. much thinner yeah i did like him though he was a cool character i i, I did like him you know yeah he had a, he had a little element to him. i, I kind of would i wish they would have done like a, a short or something kind of preceding this or or, or seceding this where afterwards they would have released it where you kind of got to see a little bit more about how he let I me mean, what makes him <laughs> such a, a guru as a sign spinner it's a, I thought it was cool, so yeah. fascinating <laughs> well I did appreciate that one of the guys uh, that was with his crew I guess mm-hmm. was from the Philippines yes oh yes, yeah I picked that out I, I was I like oh he's a Filipino <laughs> well was like, they all had like cool things they were into meditation and yeah. yoga and doing all this other kind of stuff and he's just a sign spinner yeah and so I was a little bit curious to see how and that he's whole- captaining the boat yes. yeah he's running his d- right that is it 
He's got everything. Yeah. So I did enjoy that. I really did enjoy that one a, a lot. And again, it really kind of set the expectations high. And I would like to see how they did it. I did think that the hedge fund manager thing was a little preachy. Mm. Oh, you like, know, it's like they capture the hedge fund manager and he dissolves. He's like, make a trade, make a trade, make a trade. And they're like, oh, another hedge fund, hedge fund man. Like, another hedge fund manager. Right. It's the message being that uh, here's people obsessed with doing nothing but making money for their. And, and then that's all they do. And, that's all, and they get lost in life. And all of a sudden he, they release him. And he's like, I'm free. I'm free. Yeah. I'm just thinking that Disney <laughs> is probably the last company that needs to be lecturing people <laughs> <laughs> about stepping away from the need to make every dime possible. <laughs> Good. Yeah, Good so, yeah. Yeah. Charging for arm ba- uh, magic bands now. Parking full on site. Price yeah. for the park where nobody can go into it. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, why don't they show the hedge fund manager get fired after he flips all that stuff That's over. That's probably yeah. He was probably saving up to take his family on a Disney vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Worked himself to death yeah. in the afterlife. Look make at a that tr- computer screen. Make a trade. Stay at the Polynesian. Make stay. a trade. Yeah. <laughs> make a trade. Stay at the All-Star. Yeah. Gotta get the park cop. Gotta trade, get the park cop. Village. <laughs> Friendly. Uh. Right. They should show what happened to him after he flipped all the people's desk over and stuff. Like They probably went over to his wife and said, so you remember that money I was saving up? <laughs> my soul is free, but my bank account is zero. Lost my job, baby. Lost my job. <laughs> and you gotta pay for all the computers you destroyed. Exactly. <laughs> Don't you still love me, though, because I'm oh, a free God. spirit? No. Of course you'll say yes. But having an affair with your boss Dave hey <laughs> we booked a trip and leave we're going tomorrow yeah <laughs> booyah free spirit that up your ass yes absolutely well that's um that was that was funny but those are the only parts are really about that world that I mean I, I dug I, I didn't mind the uh like you said the the halls of everything like that was cool they could have spent some time in there I mean 22 not liking anything and just being again snarky but that was a weird one too wasn't it like you know when, because they, they they make a whole big show of her tasting pizza for the first time and just that's the first thing she really falls in love with that's what makes her go on she tastes pizza I mean, I, I, it kind of makes you reflect back on the hall of everything when they give their the, they taste the pizza the pizza goes right through them They're like you can't smell you can't taste you can't do anything I'm like well why the f- would anybody want to be a baker? <laughs> Who would want to be a chef if you can't smell or taste? I mean, that's the whole idea of food is, mm-hmm. is the aroma. That's the taste. I mean, yeah, you got to think that maybe at some point she had some famous Italian chef as her mentor because she had like a thousand mentors. Maybe Chef Boyardee at least. <laughs> <laughs> Chef Boyardee. Yeah, why didn't somebody. Papa John help her out or somebody? I, I don't remember seeing his name tag on the wall, but there, there were some impressive names. You saw Jack Kirby's name. Yeah. Mm, no. yeah, Jack, Kirby, yeah. Jack Kirby, Joe Ramft. Uh, uh, they even had like Harvey Milk's name. I mean, just uh, various uh, famous uh, figures. Like she had a collection of name tags of all the people who who tried to mentor I her. Johnny Cash on there. Oh yeah, Johnny Cash was on there for sure. It just it just again it, it it comes across as like, wow, I mean, like yeah, what if your thing was being a baker or a chef or something? How are you going to get that right from seeing food and not being able to experience it? I've never just seen food and been like without the smell, without the taste falling in love with it. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm trying to think if I just saw sushi would I Yeah, if you just saw a hunk of it. raw fish would by that, itself. Would that be enough? You'd probably be like, no. No. Right. <laughs> you know, if you just saw like a, a, a piece of steak, just like a charred piece yeah. of meat. Not knowing what it was. Without the smell, without having associated a taste with it, you'd be like, ooh, like that's kind of. Yeah, that's off-putting. Creepy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. yeah. That, that, that whole thing made me then question the, the hall of everything where it's like, yeah, surely there's going to be a lack of. I also didn't like, that was the other thing I didn't like about the other side. Like they just decide for you. You four are aloof. 
<laughs> you you five are unexcitable. You yeah, you know, like they just decide for you, and they, you know no, you get to choose. You get to find your own spark, but your own personality. No, you are what we say. You I are. didn't get what the personality had to do with any part of the movie. I and like you said, maybe you got a connection to it that I don't. But I I didn't get what that had to do with anything. Like even like you said, they throw them in somewhere. And they would throw them into these random yellow mm-hmm. buildings. The buildings had no signs. They had nothing that said snarky or, you know, like you said, apologetic or anything like that. I mean, they just, it was just too. They would say it. They were like, you four are aloof. You right. five are excitable. You, like, they would say it and they would send them off. And I'm like, okay. And again, that's why, like, I went back and watched it a second time. It's like, because this all seems cool. But then you watch it a second time and you're like, well, that's kind of broke that they're just deciding for you. <laughs> but what does the person? But they can't find your own spark. You right. have to find that. What? Yeah. What does that have to do with going and diving down the big hole to Earth and being whatever? Like you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, it defeats the purpose. You can't have a personality that's terrible and then have a spark for life at the same time, right? Unless you have good medication, uh, I would imagine. But so I, that part of it, I didn't understand. I was weird. I was wondering why that journey to Earth was so long. Which one? Like, and what were they traveling through? Was that just like space? That yeah, big I, portal I, where they all get their little yeah, Earth when badges? They, when they jump into, they're going to Earth and they jump. That's however long it took them to be born. Like your mom was in uh, labor for six hours. <laughs> so they're falling for nine months? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Took him nine months and six hours to get down to Earth. There's no gravity. Clearly, Lee believes that your soul doesn't enter your body until you're born. (laughs) (laughs) Because I was like, they were purposely avoiding that. (laughs) Like, when does the soul enter into the tummy? They were avoiding that one like the plague. That's well, they did touch upon. I mean, not to offend any religious people, they did it. It, it, Some people believe that animals don't have souls. Yet, here's a cat. <laughs> yeah, but way. somehow the cat got his soul back. Exactly. Yeah. I was gonna say I felt bad. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt bad for the cat because the cat lost his soul and the, and the cat's soul was on the way to the great beyond. And it was like, yeah, I don't even have cats. I was just like, damn, though. You know, I'm sorry, Mister Snuffles or whatever the cat's name was. Just, yeah, I don't remember the cat's name. But, but how did he get his spirit back? He just did it, right? Yeah, and wouldn't that messed up Terry's count? Now that you just lost another soul. Yeah, it would. So they have to do two of those things, right? Yeah. right. They'd have to make him look twice, right? <laughs> Her look twice yeah well does does an animal soul count as much as a human soul is depends that like half a soul uh, depends he, on the religion he was on the conveyor belt along with everybody else i guess well i don't know maybe it was a separate conveyor belt maybe there's a pet conveyor i don't oh, know it could be yeah. it could have been a different conveyor belt that's true i'm just saying yeah i, I won't get too heady to that but yeah, you know it's it, heady. It's, yeah and uh but that was that part was weird so okay now as far as like the city I agree. They did the city really well. I love the the barbershop scene. That that was we love barbershop scenes in this in the show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, the guy who cut his hair just he did kind of remind me of my barber. By this, my barber has dreads, but he he had a big beard like that. You know, he's a cool guy. Donnell Rawlings, man. Yeah, he. So I like that, and I like the fact that uh, since twenty two had possessed Joe, he was like, "Yeah, Joe, you've never talked to me about what." I love to do. We usually just talk about only things that you like to do. So I thought that was pretty. That was pretty neat because that does put a nice little perspective on the typical barbershop conversation in the neighborhood. Because usually the barber just asks you about yourself, and you it's know, never vice versa, right? I mean, I talked to my barber like that. I, you know, I gave him passes to the zoo at one point. He was like, "Oh, dude, you cool." I'm like. Now you know this because I gave you tickets, but uh, it's okay. I know, every time I, I heard him speak, I kept thinking Ashley Larry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm in. 
Ah! <laughs> he sounded completely different, but I was waiting for that for that voice. Everybody's getting lollipops and stuff in there, but uh, yeah, that that scene was cool. That was one of my favorite ones. Um, I I thought it was weird with twenty two being in Joe's body, like doing all that weird stuff, like laying on the vents. I get why they had to do it, but you know, laying on the vents and all that crazy stuff. I was like, come on, you ain't gotta make this man look that insane, do you? Um, but whatever, like that would lose me. Uh, mm. in, in those certain parts. Well, what did y'all think about when he had to go and visit his mom in the the dressing shop? I think I was just distracted by the fact that it was Felicia Rashad more than anything. Uh, yeah, mm. there, there's, man, she's got that stern she voice. She does, I man. love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sitting there listening, I was like, is that Felicia? And then she said something like, yeah, that's her. Yeah, <laughs> like, yes! very, very articulate. And I think because of that, I was just distracted whatever the hell was going on. She, like she could have said, the freaking I don't know the recited the Constitution I would have been happy. <laughs> did you feel like a Cosby kid like when she was I talking and kind of like telling you no you you can't you got a pitch you need you get this don't worry about your dreams. It's like, funny you say that because we you know my, my family and I for the past month have been been watching Cosby Show during dinner. Huh? Oh, what channel is that? It's on HBO. Oh no, Amazon Prime. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, but anyway, sorry, digress. Yeah. yeah, that's the part where again I started to really question, like, man, how are they portraying women in this in this <laughs> movie? Because Felicia Rashad, Libby, is, okay, Libby, what else? Yeah, what else? Yeah, yes, she, she's not very supportive of Joe and has to be really made to understand that mom is my drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just the fact that he felt like he had to avoid his mother and lie to his mother because he knew that she is that unsupportive of his dream. And then you got the Dorothea Williams character. The minute she meets him, she's belittling him. Oh, now we're resorting to high school teachers or <laughs> what is this? All right, do your best. And then fires him the minute she sees him in the hospital again. How do you know the dude didn't almost have like a heart attack and was racing home? Because he was eating pizza. <laughs> <laughs> they needed nurse. <laughs> but I mean, it was funny, that part... Yeah, it was fine for me because, like, I know there are musicians that have names that are dicks that are just like that. Yeah, oh, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, we we know, yeah, we know people. Yes, we know. People. <laughs> yes. Mm. And then you got 22, who it clearly entered into an agreement with him to go back to Earth and broke it whenever she felt like it, just to go exploring, messing up his, his life. life. I mean, he had like, if if not for Terry hijacking, she would have ran off and. Did her own thing, you would have missed the gig, and that would be into that. That's so. what I said. Like you were asking earlier about, do you feel bad? Right. Yeah. Do, do you want to cry? I was like, no. That's that's what I was trying to say in the spoiler free part. No, because she's like, oh, I missed this. I missed that. Like, yeah, but you're in this dude's body. So, like, mm-hmm. you, I don't feel bad for you. I feel bad for him because he has to go on this journey to not only get his body back, but uh, he's got to chase you down. Like, no, I don't care what you do, 22. Muhammad Ali don't even like you. Get your own. <laughs> I'm not supposed to like you. Mother Teresa don't yeah, even like Mother you. Mother Teresa don't like you. <laughs> that was funny. You threw the rosary at Mother Teresa. Wait, wait. Come on. It's like, like get your own body now. Yeah, exactly. You your spark. You want to live. Now get your own body, but don't take mine. Right. Don't take mine. Don't take my life. And yeah. that is a thing that some women will do. Uh, so, you know, but that's a different thing Got altogether. Two yeah. women in his life. Both of them are ball busters. <laughs> he gets his third. He makes a deal with her. It's a mutually agreeable deal. Yes. They both getting what they want. And she's like, man, I had a second thought. Never mind. I'm, I'm running away. Come back here. Burger King right over here to help me. <laughs> Taking your body with me, dude. Now, the mom. Okay, so like the mom, when I saw it the second time, I'm with you. The first time I saw it, I was like, yeah, dang, lady, she yeah. cold. But then when I saw it the second time, I, I guess like I was like, well, Oh, she's got a point. She just needed to say, just working on the weekend, baby. That's all, you know, that's all she really needed to say that I would have made it work. Because, again, 
y'all told me different, but I was like, I didn't really feel like what he was able to do and pretty much what he died for was that huge. Like, if he was just like, I just want to play with a uh, band. Yeah, I, I get I did. you there, right? Because it wasn't like he was going to be playing Carnegie Hall or something. It was really, and even she said, like, this is it. This is what we're doing. You're already in it. You're in the ocean. Oh, and that so weird. It wasn't like. I didn't get, yeah, water. Right. So it wasn't that. like he made, like, once he got to play, it was some huge, you know, life-changing event. It was just like, okay, man, we'll meet back here tomorrow and do the same thing. Well, yeah. I, got, I got the impression that he th- there's that, but I also got the feeling I'm not feeling what I'm supposed to feel because perhaps he was racked by guilt because he cost uh, 22. Uh, 22. And then that's when he does is he okay. goes back home and he plays and so i mean we never got to see what joe did with his life afterwards and that's the thing and it, right. it, it could have legit gone in three or four different directions he could have been a music teacher he went could have gone and, and gave up dorothy williams and went and found lisa and, and hooked up there he could have done any we don't know what he would have done with himself so there the interpretation is pretty much yeah up to you but um I kind of got the impression, and it's completely subjective. I could be completely wrong. Y'all could. I got this uh, impression that maybe he wasn't enjoying it as much because clearly he was enjoying it, doing it. But I thought that maybe he was racked with guilt because uh, he destroyed um, twenty-two's uh, chance of, of doing. Uh, see, but okay, okay and, I could, yeah, I could see and that. this is the other thing. So he was performing like when he got the gig. He finally got the gig. The guy what he wanted twenty-two was in the Burks. Like, even when he played, it was to a really small crowd because it was a small place. I mean, his boss showed up, so that was nice. Oh, you know, you Have you been to New York? No, I've never been to New York. Okay, I, I, I've gone to Comedy Cellar. Have you ever heard of Comedy Cellar? No. Okay, that's one of the, that's the point. That's it's, one of the biggest, co- like, yeah. every major comedian, that you, Bill Burr, Patrice O'Neill, oh, God, name him, uh, Nick DiPaolo, Colin Quinn, like, a lot of big name celebrities got their start at the Comedy Cellar. It's a whole, it's it's literally, it's it's, 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 it's typical. Basement. It's typical, yeah. And I went and saw, I, when we went to New York, that was one of my, the first things I'm like, you know, what do you want to do? You want to see this show? No, I want to go to the Comedy Cellar, and it's a tiny room, and it's underground, just like they portrayed. It's kind of like, you know, you saw like scenes of uh, Joe running around in, in, in his hospital gown and no one in the streets reacting to it, mm-hmm. except for Dorothea. Everyone else is just like going about their business. That's freaking New York. Like, okay. Some people who've never been might be like, why the hell is nobody looking at the crazy dude in the hospital gown? Because it's New York. No, that's yeah. fair because if you drive around Desire or some part of right here to the bridge, you see dudes in hospital gowns all the time and you just be like, hey, as long as he had asked me for a quarter, <laughs> he's good. So, okay, that I can, I can get. And they all and they definitely have uh, rats carrying around pizza throughout the city as well. Oh, that was funny. The rat was like, hey, hey, you got pizza, I got pizza. Let's just walk by each other. Uh, as No, but, uh, but when I saw it the second time and, and his mom is talking to him, and she's like, well, yeah, you know, you got the job and this and that and the other. I kind of was like, all right, I'll, I'll give you credit on that. I've never been to New York and everything like that. But easily, that wasn't like too ball busted because she was just saying, well, look, you got a job in music and you got everything you need. They could have just easily been like, here's your suit. Like, okay, you're, you're going to do this thing to keep your dream going because he'd already had the job. So I don't really I didn't take it the second time as her busting his chops she well, just sounds second, like a cold chick you know well i mean I, I think you could clearly see that him and his mom did not have a great relationship he was afraid of her yes, yes. exactly yes it. clearly he loved his dad you don't really see or hear much about the dad except in those couple of flashbacks and then you know uh, the uh 
yeah, when they we take them to the jazz club, and then when he's playing piano with them, and his dad's old, and it, it's clearly it, it's it's he and his dad's thing. And when you look at the relationship between him and his mom, I mean, they have a come to Jesus meeting uh, right there in the store because she refused to fix his suit for him, mm-hmm. and which he makes her understand. It's probably a conversation should, they should have had a long time ago, but he couldn't afford to lie to her anymore. He had to finally face up to who she was and make her understand his passion. And so I'm with you. Like, you and I have strong mothers, and they come across as incredibly pains in the butts to to some other people who might see it, but it's all out of love and caring. And I'm just saying, it's in this film, he's scared of her. Yeah, and and, and she also, and again, like, there's a part, like, uh, after she deals with a suit, and she says it, you know, she's like, hey, look, while he was doing his thing, I was here working. Now, she doesn't say, unless I'm, I don't think I'm wrong, but she doesn't say something like, hey, you know what? I wanted to be a go-go dancer or whatever, and I, I had to put my dreams aside because I had this store. Right. I mean, I got the impression that's what she liked to do, and she was doing her thing. Now, they didn't give her a line to kind of convey that, but she was basically saying, look, I supported a musician mm-hmm. once already. I'm not going to be here forever. Who's going to support you? Well, I think, yeah, her focus was on her family. Yeah. And what she did. And that kind of related back. And, then, and that is something that they get into at the end of the movie, which I did like. Was that Joe was confused. He thought your spark was your purpose. And so if you fail to live up to whatever, whatever sparked you, if you didn't live up to it, then you failed to live up to your purpose. Hence, you were a failure in life. Mm. At the end, they kind of just kind of dismiss that. Like, I don't know. That, it's not the same yeah, thing. It's not even close to the same thing. And I think the mom got that. Whereas he didn't, and I think in in her mind, it's like, look, my purpose was my family. Just as Des is like, my, look, I could have been this and that and the other, but hey, I just like being here talking to people and helping people out. And so I think that's where it came to be, is that the mom becomes more of a sympathetic figure, but you have to break down that facade. You have to, she's an obstacle. She's very much an obstacle to him getting where, what he wants until he has to make her see things how he sees them. Yes. So that's what I'm saying. There's, there's not a whole lot of... Again, I'm, I'm not saying it's negative towards women. I'm just saying it's not necessarily the most endearing look. Exactly. The, the most uh, caring and, and helpful portrayal. Well, when you introduce more her, obstacles. Yeah, but when you introduce that character, when you introduce his mom, she's fixing some lady's collar. She's got a pin like right to the woman's mm-hmm. neck. And the lady's like, just agree with her. Yes, yes, just, just say yes. yes. Yeah, I didn't get Joe with the whole gig thing. When they have, I, I like the conversation he had outside of the club after the gig. Mm-hmm. With Dorothea Williams, and she told him the whole thing about this ocean thing, the fish. And he's like, "Now what?" You know. Mm. I think it was a subliminal message to all of us to go watch Finding Nemo instead. And That's stop. probably what it was. Yes, <laughs> you'll be awake for that. Go, go watch a better film. <laughs> I'm like, to me, in my head, I'm like, mother, you just got a gig and you get to do it again the next night. Why the hell are you set? Right. It's not okay. what you expected. I thought this is what the film was building up upon. Because yeah, everybody in the city in New Orleans does do that. They're Music teachers in a day and they gig at night. Yeah, well, I did that when I was younger. Yeah. You know, it's like, what's the problem? You're not married. You ain't got no kids. You can do that life. Not that much younger either. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like you, a few years ago, really. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, until COVID, you're yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't doing good. Yeah. You know? But it's like, you know, what's the problem? Is that, you know, and, and the only thing I could think of is when he was like kind of disappointed. And maybe yeah, he had some regret that uh, what he did to 22. But at the same time, it's like maybe he didn't think that was all that. And it's like, well, maybe you need to question uh, your life. Like, I, like, uh, what is it really? I mean, is it you really want to play, or is it is this not what you want to do? Or it could be like hmm. he made music the end all be all, and maybe it was like, man, 
okay, I made this my sole purpose in life, but what about a family? What about love? What about kids? What about friends? You know, what about having people around me? Like, you know, I, I made this the be all end all. And now that I'm here, I've got no one to share it with a wife or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, whoever that, I don't know. Lisa, I mean, yeah, yeah Lisa exactly. Go with Lisa, whatever. Yeah. I, you yeah. know, I, I feel like I would have enjoyed this movie much more if they would have really hit that point home that it's not about, you know, being a famous musician or this and the other. It's about, cause you know, they have the flashbacks, um, with the the girl that's you know he's kind of a mentor to her that uh, the the sex not a saxophone the trombone player you know they had he had the conversation with the barber who's like no you know like I'm I'm happy with what I'm doing it's yeah. not what I plan but you know I'm happy with what I'm doing so th- if that was the central message that's again I said it before this is my whole problem with this movie is it didn't know what it wanted to say and it didn't know what it wanted to do and I think if that would have been ultimately the focal point of the movie and it really would have hit and they would have hit on that harder, I would have enjoyed this movie more. Mm-hmm. As you said, too, if, if we would have seen that ultimately he gets fulfillment out of whatever it is he does decide to do, then we would, I would have enjoyed it more as well. It, to me, it seemed like the overall message of this movie, after, and this happened both times, is just live your life in the now. That's it. See, I got something different. That's that's all I got. It's like like live appreciate what you have going on right now at this very minute versus whatever you may have worried about in the past that led you up to this point now or whatever is you're anxious about in the future, which may be the big gig or something else. But it's like regardless, you should just live right now. That makes sense because you never know when some accountant chicks are gonna come up and make you fall through a you know, parallelogram and then mm-hmm. kill you. So right. that's totally fair. Okay, and th- this is actually good though, because I mean, and that is actually a sign of a better movie than what you would think. And that, and that you know, you can have two or three to four people walk away with different impressions of what the movie's message was. Mm-hmm. So, Kevin, you said your your impression of the message was what? Now it's just just living in the now, living in the now, Li- yeah. living now, right this very minute, every single minute of your life. All right, uh, E. Uh, I got I got the impression that uh, the biggest thing in the life is to mentor others because the, for the most part, the mom was trying to mentor him. He was trying to mentor kids. He, did, he had to try to mentor 22. But then when 22 took over her body, she like mentored the whole like African-American neighborhood and put them all fleek. And then like, <laughs> you know, then like after. She goes ahead, does her thing. Then she teaches Joe about, you know, what all the stuff that she saw out of life, therefore changing him. So then he went and, you know what I'm saying? So it was like. You said African-Americans need Tina Fey. Apparently <laughs> so. I, and Copernicus, uh, you know, like, you know, the barbershop is, uh, it gets heady, but it's never that deep with people sucking on blow pops, hearing about philosophy from Copernicus and everything. But uh, yeah, yeah supercuts ain't nothing like that. <laughs> no, <laughs> not my neighborhood barbershop. Trust me, they they talk about a bunch of different things. That is not one of them. Like mm-hmm. anybody that wanted, everybody wants to be a rapper, maybe, but not in that area. I just thought it was funny on Christmas Day the two movies that came out, two big movies that came out, both had SNL stars on it. Ah, uh, uh, wow. Yeah. All right, uh, Lee, what did you think? What was oh, the man, message? Again, I, I just ultimately, I think the message is do what you can with the time you have on Earth, but. I, again, I, I feel like that's the reason why I did not enjoy this movie because there wasn't a clear message. Like I'm still, again, I said at the beginning of the show, like after watching it two times, I'm still kind of like, huh, what is this movie about? Like, I don't know. Like I said, I, I, I'm still lost on it, like to what the ultimate message is. And if I had, you know, again, gun to the head, if I had to make a, a statement, I'd say that it 
do the most you can with the time you have here. Even then, I feel like I'm kind of stretching to say that. Yeah, I, look, I think that's a sign of a good... I don't want the, to be beaten over the head with the message too much. Like I said, to me, the message could be summed up in, in the typical Pixar proverb, which is whatever your destination is in life, it's not that important. Whether you achieve it or whether you don't achieve it, it's the journey to get there and take the time to appreciate the journey. I think that's the message that I walk... I said that from the beginning. I, I still say it now that that's what I think that they were going for. I like that we can all sit here and say... What was Joe's meaning then? When, when Joe said, I just didn't mean all to me. I like that we can all sit here and say, well, maybe he was guilt-ridden. Maybe you know, he felt uh, the, like, okay, I made this my sole purpose in life, but what about a family? What about love? What about friends? You know, maybe that was what it was. I love that we can all sit here and have this conversation as to what that meant. So I don't need to be hit over the head with the message. I like the idea that we can sit here and interpret the and that. Different people in, in the message to use is going to be more personal to you. Because, I mean, again, this movie spoke to all four of us. It did. Yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. No, no doubt about it, that. It had to. I mean, we're, we're the age group. For this. It's sad to say and that a Pixar movie, we're the, focus, we're, the, we're, we're the focus group. We're the younger side of that yeah. focus group. <laughs> Anything. Because so. we have a chance to turn our life around. That's right. I would have liked to see the Lisa thing. I don't know why I'm harping on that because the more I think about it, it's like there was Lisa. You never saw Lisa. That's where the, you're coming from. Yeah, but you. Yeah, that's right. Lisa <laughs> Bowman. Yeah. Because yeah. he's just chasing Lisa. He's chasing <laughs> Lisa. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. That's it. I mean, you don't see her in the Hall of Memories. He says, don't worry about it. That might have made a completely different impact on that movie. No, the Hall of You. And Hall that, of You. That was, that, again, that's the one that sinks this movie for me. That Hall of You was like an incredibly manipulative. I mean, even like you said, even if he would have been in the Hall of View and would have seen something of Lisa, that would have inspired him to, to realize that there was something beyond that. But I mean, to, to walk into the Hall of View and have the Hall of View portray his life as the sham yeah, well, it was uh, depressing. I will say, I, I don't want to reiterate what we did say, but um, did you notice like when he was Dr. Bjorgensen or whatever, the partner statue, yes, a tribute yes. in the Hall of View? I thought that was yeah. cute. Okay, I thought yes. that was a cute thing that was worth pointing out. <laughs> One of my favorite lines was when the, um, Terry's searching through all the files. And he goes, man, there's a lot of Garcias in here. <laughs> oh, I, yeah. I was like, what was that? <laughs> when, I, when I heard that line, I was like, what? <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. I, I thought it was funny. I mean, because my wife's Hispanic and it's, you know, you're around that, her culture and it's, it's true. It's, it's like, man, yeah, my cousin, so-and-so Garcia, my so-and-so Garcia, my, my, my aunt, my aunt is Linda Garcia. I, I'm not going to um, say that's racist, but isn't that kind of racial? Oh, movie a little racial. bit, but it's just still funny. Like, it's, I mean, I guess like if you're part of that culture, you can take it for the for the joke that it is. Well, that, but I mean, if, um, if you're any part of the, if they would have said a lot of Johnsons in here, I mean, I would I would I would have snickered at that as well. I, I I think I don't I don't think it has to do with your race or your culture. It has to do with your sensitivity. If you're going to take offense to anything, um, it's a sensitive I, world. Yeah, man. well. Yeah, go figure. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I had then, absolutely um, no problem with it. I'm just saying I'm surprised yeah. that no one has said anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after our discussion, just to kind of wrap this up, did, uh, did, did your grade change any from the beginning of the show to now? Uh, a little bit. Did it? Yeah. A, a little bit. Yeah. I, w- I would say, instead of, what did I say before C+. You said C+, yeah. You know what? No, it, it's still a C+. It's still a C+. It's still a C+. I was, I think I was at a B minus, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I I would give it a B only because I didn't realize like that's they were going with authenticity with him getting the gig. Like I, that was one of the 
course, that was killing it for mm. me. But it makes sense if that's realistically how it is. If he is supposed to be legitimately excited that he gets to work in this. Well, he's supposed place. to be, and I wanted to slap him because, like, dude, motherfucker, take the full time teaching day gig, and then. Do the damn night gig. What the hell's wrong with I, that? I would love that. that. I would love that. that. I, I thought the exact same thing. Like, Jesus, I, what's the problem? I, I'm, <laughs> I'm not overly familiar, but I know enough to yeah. know that that's how most musicians yeah. kind of hack it in this it's world. Like, what, you're not happy? What, you really want to be a musician? All right. What, yeah. what were you expecting? You want your mama to take care of you for the rest of your life? You want Sony or yeah. Epic or somebody to come here and give you an album offer? No. That's right. not how it works. Well, I don't want to be bit. nice too, right? I, at the end of it, somebody said, wow, Tortilla's bad. You guys play great. Bam, he's off to it. Guess like, what? You know he got paid really low though to be a full-time teacher. <laughs> you know he did. Yeah, but you still need to eat, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. Well, I know for me, I was hovering with the seven and eight, and I'll tell you, it pushed to an eight. I'll give it a solid Stand eight. Now. with an eight, and mm-hmm. and part of the reason, the majority of the reason for that is is the fact that Danny pointed out is the uh, the the points that we all came away from were varied, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, that is a pretty good point, and that's very cool that we all came away with something different. Has that ever happened before? I don't think the viewer of the Pixar movie, at least. I don't know. No, no, I don't know that. I, I like that. It, I mean, look, was that the intention? I, I'm sure the director has oh, one yeah. true message in mind that he was hoping we all got. So, um, but the I, fact that it didn't, I'm glad it didn't. I, I, yeah, I am as well because it allows complex. for good discussion and uh, interpretation. And maybe it's a little more complex than he thought. Sure. With that, what about you, Lee? See, that was what I was going to say. Do you think? Well, okay. So I'll give you my. I'll give it a B minus since that's uh, what you guys were doing with the letters, but. At the beginning of the show, I said a six, maybe a seven. I'll stick with the seven. So um, I still think it's going to be, you know, below the top ten for our Pixar movies. It's going to be in the bottom ten. I think there's going to be, I think there's like 22 movies in Pixar right now. So it's definitely going to be in the bottom half, uh, ultimately. Uh, but I think uh, maybe this might be a movie that is going to age with time. And, you know, like a little fine wine is going to get better. And we're going to enjoy it or appreciate it more down the line. But... Right now, I think that's where I'd stick. You know, like like I said, B minus on a one to ten, I give it a seven, and it's going to rank in the bottom half of all Pixar movies. <laughs> I think y'all all talked ourselves into higher grade because we had such a great discussion about it. Well, it was yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's a heady. Uh, it uh, is. Eli said it's a heady movie, man. Like it is. once you start talking it out and. And then hearing other perceptions, you're like, okay, yeah, I see that point. And y'all like um, ignoring your actual feelings from watching the movie, and like, you know what? You know, now that we think about it a little bit, and there, there could be this, and there could be this. We're gonna go ahead, and we're gonna well, we will rest it now from yeah, seeing no. the movie. Yeah, I, look, I, I've got no issue with it. I think, I think the irony here is with this movie, this was an ensemble piece that we all needed to talk about because, like you said, we all saw it from different spots right. and had different names. So yeah, it, it took a whole ensemble, and that's a bad term, isn't it? Yeah, there you go, there you go, there you go, quartet. You're jazzing now, hey, we're jazzing. Yeah, you're jazzing. There it is. That's right. Let me lay on the vet. Oh yeah, a quick, a quick PA uh, public service announcement for the Magic Area podcast for local New Orleanians and stuff or Louisianians. Uh, Mardi Gras falls in at the same time as President's Day, so uh, beware of crowds when you, if should you decide to travel during Mardi Gras week in Walt Disney World. Yeah, because New Orleans people don't have nothing to do for Mardi Gras this year. That's exactly, yeah. And then everybody else with President's Day off, usually it's crowded. All right, guys, well, look, we hope you enjoyed that discussion uh, about Soul, and we're curious to know what your thoughts are on the movie. And if you want to get in touch with us or share your opinions, we're about to tell you how to do that in just a little bit. 
Well, guys, uh, if you want to learn more about us so that you can share your opinions, go to magicarway.com. There you'll find our social media links, past episodes, and more. Also, to get in touch with us to share your opinion, you can do so through the following ways. Shoot us an email at show at magicarway.com. Use the voicemail widget on our homepage. Not, not voicemail. The speak pipe widget on our homepage. That thing. I think you call or text us at one eight one five Weekend. That is one eight one five Mo Weekend. Six six nine four two two six. I'm Kevin. He's Kevin. I am Kevin. 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 It's like Groot over there. <laughs> <laughs> I am Kevin. I am Kevin. I am Kevin. I am Kevin. Hey, I'm here. Deadpool, Cable, X-Force, Domino, Marvel Comics, Image Comics, all of it. You guys, what is up? Eli Ivory. What a great name. Eli Ivory, comic guru. I'm here to talk about you. I am here to say, check out IvoryComics.com. That's right, you. Check out IvoryComics.com. I-V-O-R-Y-C-O-M-I-C-S.com. If you're not doing that, you're missing That's out. out. You're missing, missing out. out. Uh, the Savages comic cannot be beat, cannot be surpassed. You need to check it out. Experience it for yourself. And you know the story. It's all about the glory. Congrats to you and all the magic that you're making with your Ivory Comics. Eli Ivory, comic book guru. Check out IvoryComics.com. Comic book guru. Eli Ivory. The whole package. Deadpool said to. Do it. IvoryComics.com. Right now. Life filled out. See, that that's what I understand about the artist and his dream right there. Only by just working forward to have the art brought to you that you heard from Mr. Liefeld himself. Do I get Mr. Liefeld to do an introduction for me? So again, you heard what the man said. You can visit the Ivory Comics website, see all that good art out there. Savages, you read for free. Can't be beat. Can't be surpassed. Fully colored. Fully lettered. It's the whole and if not, you're missing out. You're missing, you're missing out. out. <laughs> you're missing out. There's action. There's tanks. There's animals. There's, there's jetpacks. There's, there's almost, but there's uh, you know oh. hot chicks and you know uh, I got you know I want kids to read it too. Can you I'll, write me a comic book? I make you a comic hero, dude. That's right. I can do anything. I can do anything. I want to be a lover. All right, <laughs> not a fighter. <laughs> that's your. That's your. That's your cool name, Lothario. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Lothario. Come That's, here, Black Widow. What up, girl? What up, girl? I gotta, Let's smoke the peace pipe. I got a special mission for you, and it's secret. Don't tell my Kevin's going to start the Me Too Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. always. You We're going to shag. That's it. And then you can always follow the link that's called I Am Kevin Lothario, so you never miss out. You never miss out. And, of course, you always can follow a link to the Magic Outway podcast, so you never miss an episode. You get all this craziness with the cool art. It's all the inspiration you need to go into the great beyond or the one place or the Hall of You or the Hall of Comics, all the halls. Uriah Hall. Thank you, Hall. Money Hall. That's right. Hall of Notes. Mm-hmm. All day, every they day. all asked for you. You. Make yourself happy. Uh, Facebook.com. You can find me there, Eli H. Ivory. You can also see the Project Geisha page on Facebook as well. Instagram, I'm out there posting the hearts and the likes and the words and all that good stuff that's eiv 504 right there although i might just change my name to i am kevin i just really 
rolls off the tongue really well. Go right for there. it, man. Go for All it. All right, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. Embrace that. It's a new year. I'm Kevin. There you go. And uh, of course, on Twitter, you can follow me at Hancock10166. So if you appreciate the madness that you're just bringing me the gladness, thank you very much. Uh, Eli, we are Kevin. We, <laughs> are, we are Kevin. Kevin. That's right. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's like a collective. That's right. Like the Borg. That's- <laughs> the Borg. <laughs> There's no one Kevin in this group. It's all Kevin. It's we Kevin United. Kevin. That's right. That's right. We are Kevin. And guys, which look. part of Kevin are you? Though, <laughs> just curious. The part that's loved the most. <laughs> oh, I know which one Kevin loves the most. <laughs> Can you dig it? That's a great question. Which part of Kevin are you? Should if you want to let us know what part of me you is, <laughs> choose the email at showmagicaway.com. His you is or is you ain't Kevin's part. That's right, my baby. <laughs> and look, if you want to book a vacation during President's Week or Mardi Gras Week, uh, you can do so through Lee. Lee, tell him how to do this. Right, just give me a call at 832-431-1621. That's 832-Jerry, Jerry, and Jerry. 832-J-R-Y-J-R-Y-J-R-Y. You can email me at lee at magicarway.com. You can check me out at Facebook at facebook.com slash Las Travel. That's L-A-S-T-O-V-I-C-A Travel. On Instagram, you can find me at You Got a Friend in Lee Travel. And if you do need that, we'll get you hooked up and booked up. We'll with know. Hasselvika! Wouldn't it be funny, like, with all the Jerry's, if that the main person, instead of being called Terry, would have been called Ben? <laughs> I think that would have been better. George? It would have helped to stick it out a little yeah, bit more. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Oh, hey, Ben. It was all a dry Daryl, Daryl, Daryl. Yeah, Larry and Larry, Larry brother Larry Daryl. Daryl. You want to go to the uh, Great Beyond? Here's the Quad. He gonna lead you over there. Hey, the Quad, the Quad. Yeah, the Quad, the Quad, Day Quad, Day Quad, the Queasy. Is that the kid's name from Goody's Day Quad? Hugh or some short round? Something? I don't know, but when I was sick. I took Day Quad during the day because I didn't want to fall asleep, <laughs> and I took Night Quad. Night Quad. Yeah, to yeah, so I could. Oh, he's the guy that kept better. dropping the passes, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, yeah. Yes. That, that, that's him. Okay. That's it. That's my it. Bad. I got you. Yeah. Got him confused. They quite agree. That's my boy. All right. What's well, up, ladies and gentlemen? Look, it's 2021. Look, there are so many ways to support the show as a whole, and you can find them all on our website, magicalway.com. Any way in which you can support the show is greatly appreciated. Also, we want to take a second and thank you for being a loyal listener. Uh, this is our road to 400, and we want you to be part of it. So we always love hearing from our listeners. So make sure you get in touch with us today. Summer weekends, ladies and gentlemen, we say Quaharini. My name is Kevin. And I'm Kevin. Magic out. <laughs> we are Kevin. I have every intention of eating those bananas for breakfast, but I still somehow end up with talking. Bendy Meat Six. It's in there. Just watch the movie a third time. You'll catch it. Hey, this is Kevin from the Magic Army Podcast. When Calgon can't take me away, Mad Hatter Radio will. <laughs> Check it out. Bam.